This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 19 of the Mad Scientist Podcast. The past few months have been extremely hectic for me personally since I was in the process of completing my studies to obtain a PhD in chemical engineering. I'm very happy to say that the process is over, and I have now successfully defended my dissertation, and am officially a doctor of philosophy in this field. It's pretty exciting that it's all over, and it means that I'll have more time for podcasting, I hope, on the weekends. However, in the ensuing few weeks, I'll be finishing up my lab work, starting a new job, moving to Minnesota to live with Katie, and trying to put together episodes each week. I really want to create a publishing schedule where every week on the weekend, I will put out a new show, a schedule that gives enough content to the show to really keep it growing with off and on roundtables and single episodes. But sometimes life just gets in the way. And although I hope that this break wasn't too long for you, things are also getting really close to the one year mark for this show. And I'm really excited about that. I hope to have some surprises in store for this anniversary. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed and you should keep your ears open. This episode is an interview with Mark Rogers, a really great artist in the Portland, Oregon area. I first saw him on Instagram, where Katie tagged me in some of his paintings, and we've since become huge fans. I was really unsure if he would agree to actually come on this show, but I'm really grateful that he did. His work can be found by searching Mark Rogers Art on Google, and that's M-A-R-K-R-O-G-E-R-S, or at MarkRogersArt, all one word, dot com. And I'll also post links to all of his pages in the show notes. I wanted to bring him on because his work is really visually striking and features aliens interacting with settlers in the American West. Sort of a really cool mix between the Oregon Trail and ancient aliens. It's really amazing. And so I wanted to get his opinion on this sort of stuff. Hear about why he's working on this topic and where he gets his inspiration from. Now, really excitingly, he'll be part of a group show titled Sonic Spender. At the Revolution Gallery in Buffalo, New York on May 16th, 2017. And I suggest everybody in the Buffalo, New York area who listens to this show. So I'm assuming probably like all 20 of you maybe should go check it out. His work is amazing online and I'm sure it's even more great in person. Anyways, here is the interview. Welcome to the Mad Scientist Podcast, episode 19, an interview with Mark Rogers. I am joined right now by Mark Rogers, who is probably one of my favorite painters actually um i love all of your stuff i think it's so awesome oh thanks so much no no worries i mean so when i first um when i first saw it on instagram so the the way that i found it was my my uh, fiance um she always like will tag me and stuff on instagram and usually it's like cat pictures and whatever right and so one day she tagged me in this painting and it was um I forget exactly what it was, but it was like, you know, it was one of one of the uh, I think it was I think it might have been the one where there's like a, a stand and there's all these ruins, right? Or runes rather, not ruins. There's runes. And so someone is like selling the runes or whatever. Right. And she was like, look at like, look at this painting. This is really cool. And so then we started looking at all of your other stuff and she's just, you know, we're like obsessed with it. We, we love it. Um, oh, thank you. No, no problem. So. So for people that don't know, um, what is your kind of, so what kind of paintings you do, I guess? Um, so I'm an oil painter. Um, I paint, um, sometimes it can be, the category can be, uh, considered, um, pop surrealism or lowbrow. Um, sometimes I'm in the folk art category. Um, they kind of have like a medieval sort of vibe. There's like, they're kind of realistic, but they're also kind of primitive at the same time. They kind of look like uh, illustrations, but I paint a lot of stuff lately uh, involving, um, I call them the gray Zeta reticulon aliens. Right. And uh, pioneers are people from the early um, 1900s, late 18, 
century 1800s and uh just the weird relationship that um these grays have with these pioneers mm-hmm. and uh the little just their the adventures they have together i guess <laughs> So or the you, horrors that, that <laughs> might be happening. <laughs> right. So where, so how did you, so first off, I'm assuming, I mean, you didn't like, how did you get started painting this subject? Oh man. Um, well, it started with my abduction back in, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, Oh, this, this episode just got blown up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've always been really interested in uh, this subject matter and yeah. stuff. I've been wanting to paint aliens for so long, but, but I feel that every time, like I would start to like work with the material, I just felt like somehow people would associate it to weed and just, you know, this yeah. there's a weird connection there between is. aliens and pot. There is. And I, I just didn't want to go there, but then I just, they're just so hideous and ugly and really great to paint. So I just started, started going for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of different reasons why they're pretty, pretty fun to paint. And, uh, I love all the UFOlogy. It's like so much awesome material and, right. um, I do follow it, but I'm, you know, I, I've only seen one UFO. I mean, it's not like I've seen a ton, right? You know, yeah, I th- yeah. I feel like so. It was I found it really funny when I, um, when I first started like looking at your website and stuff, and you had a little blurb that was just kind of like, you know, I, I have no, I'm not making any claims of opinion or you know, like I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that I believe or disbelieve or anything. Just I think they're cool, you know. I wonder. I mean, I'm sure it's probably you get people that will kind of come up and be like, you know, that's what I saw or right. I mean, Oh, it's a disclaimer. Yeah. I'm not an expert by any means, but I have a lot of people who really like to just tell me all about it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really fascinated. I really, really like all that stuff. And, um, (laughs) I love all the stories and, uh, the mystery. And I think it's really fascinating, but you know, I mean, have we ever actually seen a photo of like right. said alien or, you know, right. You know what? Yeah. I like, I like to think of it kind of as, so this, this is the question I always get too. Right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, in my lab, I don't like have a thing on the door. That's like, I believe in aliens. Right. Like I don't try to, uh, necessarily. And, you know, I, and, and frankly, I don't, I don't know if I do believe in aliens or not. You know, we don't have a whole lot of evidence besides, people's accounts of weird stuff happening, but people have weird stuff happen to them all the time, you know? But I think, um, I think the, the part of it that's really fascinating for me. And I, and I think is, is really cool in, in your work at least too, is this idea of it being a kind of modern, like a modern mythology, right? I mean, oh yeah. They're, they're elves. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or they're, they're modern elves. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I, I always joke. Um, I always joke, you know, those shows like ancient aliens and whatever. Right. That um, that show is so great. Show Giorgio (laughs) is the best, you know, it's, you know, so the the guy on that show, David Childress actually runs a tour company. And so you can go tour like South America with him. And I'm always like, like, I'm I'm always like, you know, one day I'm going to save up enough money to go with David Childress to, you know, like, uh, whatever Machu Picchu. (laughs) He has the best voice too. I know. Oh, he's so he's he's such a and he seems, you know, he seems so earnest, you know, he, he seems so sweet and so nice. Um, any, anyways, I always so I, I'm always thinking, you know, it'd be really funny. I mean, 300 years from now, people will look back at, you know, um, they'll find one of your paintings or something and they'll be like, look, they this is what they believed at the Just time. You know? Right. I hope that happens. Right. That would be pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's, it is, it's similar to like the paintings of, I guess the, you know, the Greek gods or even all the religious paintings and, you know, all that kind of, all that kind of interesting history. So what did, so what, I guess, what is your favorite UFO story that you've heard? Um, I really like all the Whitley Strieber stuff. Um, I like his accounts. Are you familiar with uh, Whitley yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I've read uh, Communion and a few of those other ones, and I really liked that. Um, uh, more recently on um, 
think it was um it wasn't art bell but it was the fellow after art bell there was this uh this story called the Mojave incident that I listened to. Okay. And that was rather terrifying. Um, it was, it was about a couple that were, um, that were in the Mojave desert. They were camping and they got, they were essentially trapped inside their trailer by like this, uh, this UFO, uh, um, it, uh, started, maybe mining for like minerals or something and like their uh, trailer became trapped by like these weird sentinels that were just, there was like telepathy. There was uh, a bunch of other awesome action happening in this story. So um, I can't really do it justice by retelling it, but it was, but it was really terrifying. And I love that. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. I think those are always, for me at least, the scariest ones when you imagine someone. Um, I, I don't. I can't even remember the guy's name. It's not. It's not any of the big ones. But it was. Um, and I think this case has since been proven to be, or at least some kind of you know, um, some kind of uh, dirt has been thrown on this case or whatever. But it was a guy who said that he lived on a farm out someplace in like rural America and he, or I think it was even in the UK, it was like the rural UK and, um, some uh, basically like a gray alien was peeking in his window every night. Right. And so he would be sitting, he would be kind of, you know, sitting like and watching TV or reading or something. And he would see this little head kind of, you know, like pop up. I guess he would see the bulb of the head before he saw the eyes. Right. Um, and, uh, and so it, it, you know, he kept, he claimed that it was like a regular occurrence. And so you go on YouTube and there's these videos from that case, supposedly. And it's, you know, it's like a, a Halloween store head or something probably. But I remember when I was a kid, I heard that story on one of the many history channel UFO shows, I'm sure somewhere like that. And it scared the crap out of me. You know, I was <laughs> like, like that. And then what, what ended up doing it, what ended up cementing it in my mind was we, we had, we have a house in Pennsylvania um, and my uncle owns a house in Pennsylvania that we always go to. And it's like, it's not rural at all, but I grew up in New York city. So like anything with trees is rural for me, you know? So, um, so we were, we were watching some like scary movie. I think actually, I think we were watching the craft. If you remember that movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely remember the craft. Yeah. So we were watching the craft and two like 10 year old me, that was terrifying. And, um, so we're, we're sitting there watching it. And my cousin went out to the, to the uh, car and just kind of did the whole like tapping on the window thing behind us. And I was too afraid to turn around until finally the knocking became such that I was like, well, it has to be something I better turn. When I turned, she was just there and jumped up and scared. I was like, ah! And so I always, like, it's just become, like, a running theme of my childhood of, like, don't, if something spooky's happening, don't look out the window. Right? Like, just look forward. Don't look at the window. I So I, I think, um, I don't know. that For some reason, that, had always, that has always stuck with me, I guess, that, that image. Yeah, and, like, that's, that's definitely with me as well. And, like, uh, your last interviewee, Mick, I was also raised Catholic like yourself. Okay. And um, the belief in the supernatural, you know, growing up was pretty acceptable. Yeah. And, um, yeah, my my worst fear as a child was to just wake up and have a bunch of, like, grays standing around my yes. bed. Yeah. Just like, all right, I'm paralyzed, and right. now I'm starting to float, and they're going to take me up to their ship and, like, right. start it's, cutting me. <laughs> right. It's, it's happened. It's happened, you know. This sucks. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, as, as in a... Um, as an adult now, even though too, I find, you know, um, so I'm actually, I'm living right now on, um, this is actually, we keep hinting at this in our episodes. This is the town that I'm in is going to become a series for a much larger uh, story because this field that I, the, the field that this property is on was the site of a UFO sighting way back in the day. And there was a person who lived in this town who claimed that his wife was a part alien psychic. And so she could like communicate with the greys and they'd come down and like hang out at their farm. And, you know, they, um, there's this whole, um, the book is called, um, I have a copy of it over there. The book is called, uh, alien odyssey. And in the wow. book he, he discusses, uh, you know, 
they, uh, this alien comes down and she doesn't know anything about Earth, so they have to teach her all this stuff and like they bring her to McDonald's and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's really oh, wanna... oh, it's so good. You have I think they're I think they're on Amazon for like twelve bucks if you know, and they're all signed copies too. So I, I highly suggest it. They're very interesting. Oh, awesome. Um, but even even now, like I'm always. You know, I'm always like, okay, so something happened here, maybe. So, you know, keep an eye out outside. You never know, right? But now as an adult, I'm always like, if if aliens wanted to abduct me, I would just be like, can you ensure that I won't get cancer? Like, like or give, you know, give me superpowers. Like, just do something for me. Like, I don't care. You can have my spleen. You can look at whatever you want. But, like, come on. Hit me up with something. You guys have advanced technology. Hey, have you ever heard of the McMinnville UFO Fest? No, I have not. Okay, so um, here in Oregon, um, so I'm in Portland, McMinnville's maybe, I don't know, maybe like uh, about an hour, maybe less away. Okay. And uh, every year in May, they have a UFO fest because in 1965, I believe, there was um, a really nice uh, flying saucer uh, photograph caught on, you know, it was taken. And um and it might actually just be like somebody threw a pie tin and taught a, took a really good photo of it. <laughs> However, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good photo. And um, so, yeah, there's a UFO festival um, every May and um, there, there's like a pet parade where everybody like dresses up their <sighs> um, dogs and sometimes chickens. Cause it's a little rural out oh, there. Like the aliens. It's adorable. It's for the kids, but they, but it's really fun too. Right. So yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. they're kind of celebrated here in Oregon. Interesting. Yeah. You know, actually I have, I have seen the photo, but I had not known it was McMinnville. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, that's, <laughs> man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really funny when I, um, like when I first, I mean, now everyone I know knows, like I don't shut up about this show. I'm always like, you know, have you guys listened to whatever, right? Um, I think it's part of, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just part of my personality. I can't, uh, you know, like I can't stop trying to get people to to get involved in this thing with me. But um, one interesting, I guess, thing that I've noticed is when you tell people that you're even tangentially talking about this kind of stuff or, you know, um, I mean... You know, I'm not <laughs> this is not like an investigative show, really. Right. It's something I do on the weekend in my pajamas <laughs> for the most part. But even, you know, people you don't expect or, you know, um, will just come out and say, like, yeah, I had something happen to me, you know, or, uh, you know, and I think and I think they want in a they want a. Um, what's the word? They want like an outlet. Right. Have you ever, so, have you ever seen a, an alien or UFO? So I have ne- I have never seen a, uh, a a UFO or anything. What the the weirdest thing that ever happened to me? Like, um, so you know, raised Catholic. So and my uh, my relatives, my mom and her whole family are from Italy. So they're a very like uh, you know it kind of varies. I guess my mom grew up here in the '60s, so she's not super religious. But like mm. my um my uncle and my grandma and everyone are, you know, have these big uh, religious paintings in their house and stuff. Right. So there's like, um, I mean, this painting is still terrifies me to this day. It's like, uh, it must be like a three foot tall painting of, uh, the Virgin Mary and kind of that, like a uh, Greek Orthodox style, right? Like the flat oh, painting. I and everything. Love that. Oh man. Like I, I, love I, I, I can, I can appreciate it now for its beauty. But it's still terrifying. <laughs> you know, like I'm still I'm not looking that painting in the eyes at night. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm not dealing with that. Um that so like at my um so when I was a kid, I used to have kind of, I guess, like uh I seem to get sick a lot as a kid, like have uh <laughs> like uh have um yeah, like bad fevers or whatever. So I've had experiences where I thought something happened. But then later on, my mom was like, oh, your brain was boiling. You, you know, she's like, that was just you being sick. Don't worry about it. Um, you because know, you sinned last week. <laughs> right. It would, that would have been much scarier. She was like, well, you know, you better be good. Right. Like, ah, mom, no. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so, yeah, like I've so. And, you know, I mean, there have been. I guess there have been times where you see things at, at the night sky and you don't know what they are. Right. But I've never had like, um, 
I've never had kind of, I guess, that like life changing or world shattering experience of like a giant disc hovering over me or, you know, Bigfoot shaking my hand or whatever. Never had, you know, never had that yet. You know, I've had a couple. Yeah. Okay. But I don't, but I mean, I, I'm, I can't really say, you know, with 100% certainty that what I saw was, you know, what sure. I think I saw, but I saw, um, one, UFO. I will call it a UFO because I don't know what it was, but right. it could have been like, um, you know, like a satellite launch or something like that. But I saw an orange fireball um, oh, okay. that style, and other people have called have um, described that before too. But yeah, I saw an orange fireball, and it just. Um, I was in uh, Springfield, Oregon at the time, and I was just walking just down the street uh, to, like, the corner store, Uh and it just slowly cruised by, like, around... like around dusk and my uh, ex-wife was with me and she saw it as well. And we actually bought a telescope <laughs> to like, look at the light sky later and yeah. the night sky later. But uh, we never saw anything else like that again, but you know, it could have been like a, you know, satellite launch or something, but it was really bizarre and it flew over like kind of slow. Interesting. And then uh, I saw a couple ghosts when I was a kid too. But yeah, you know, okay, I was a kid, <laughs> right? Right. You know. You know. It's. But that's the thing. Like it's so my I guess my upbringing with with my relatives being from another country, especially too. My 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 grandma still has my grandma is like a running a running thing for me with pseudoscience because she loves it so much. She believes all of it. You know. Um, if Dr. Oz told my grandma that he was a ghost, right, she would she would believe him. She'd be like, that's it. It's been proven. Dr. Oz said so. You know what I mean? Like, it's done. Um, <laughs> so she, I guess, has claimed to, you know, oh, you know, we've um, she's claimed to have, like, kind of seen the future or seen um, seen my grandfather uh, die or had the sense that he would die before he did. Right. And uh, so my grandfather died really suddenly of mesothelioma, we think now. What is that? Mesothelioma is like a, um, you basically get it from working in conditions where things like asbestos are really heavy particle kind oh, of pattern. Oh, it's a lung disease? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, it, basically what it is, is it's a bunch of different things, but um, it, it's when your lungs become so scarred with like, you know, just cuts and, you know, fibers oh, and whatever, you just you can't Sorry. breathe. Well, yeah, so it was, you know, and it was sudden. So, you know, my, um, I think my mom was like six or seven at the time or, or maybe 12, a little bit older. But anyways, my grandma, um, swears that she, you know, saw his death coming like the day before she was like better, whatever <laughs> you know, I got, I don't, I always, I never have the, the confidence to be like, well, did you bring him to a doctor then? <laughs> you know, like, you know, you know, we don't know. Maybe it's, this is happening, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so I, and so as a kid, I think having that in the back of the mind made me at least think, well, maybe, maybe I should be looking out for these kind of things in myself. You know what I mean? And so I, I think it's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So I, I always wonder, like, people discount what they saw as kids or whatever. But sometimes I think, you know, those memories are there. Something might have happened. You know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember like the... Uh being a kid and waking up and having a conquistador standing over my bed. Interesting. And just being like, huh? Right. <laughs> just like in my bedroom. And huh. like, I just pulled the sheets up over my head and then I looked again and it was, the guy was gone. Right. Was just, but you know, that could have been just like a, you know, a false memory or like night terrors or like, right. you know, so, yeah. something like that. And then, um, yeah, and then I thought I saw like a like uh, it sounds so stereotypical, but like a you know like the traditional like woman in white like on a bridge uh-huh. like around okay. nighttime, right. <laughs> just right, like the maiden. It's yeah. just like right out of a story, you know. Maybe I saw a story and that influenced <laughs> my brain, but I swear I like really saw that. Right. Oh man. Uh, my my mom had um, kind of a weird one with my grandfather passing as well. He said that like his right before he died he uh 
he was uh, surrounded by um, some people who he called the gentlemen. Okay. There was like three or four of them, and only he saw them. And like while she was there, he's like, "Yeah, the gentlemen are here, and they're saying that everything's going to be all right." And you know, so mm. that's you know, I don't really know what to think about that, but uh, yeah. You know, and delirious, but it's also kind of, you know, on the verge of something paranormal sounding. Yeah, definitely. So it's, 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 uh, it's funny. I've never told this story on the, on the air before. My, my dad had like a big, long protracted battle with cancer. And, um, at one point they did like a big surgery on him and he supposedly, um, went into like kind of a near death experience state. Right. So kind of that, like that really, and like that really, um, that really, uh, what's the word? Like really stereotypical, I guess, tunnel sort of situation, right. Where it's yeah, like yeah. really kind of, uh, you know, so he he's, you know, right, exactly. So he swears that he saw like a tunnel or he, you know, he swore that he saw a tunnel and then at one end was like, um, I guess like the Virgin Mary or something. And, you know, so my dad was always relatively religious but also a, a pretty heavy like drinker and smoker and gambler and whatever. And so then after that, he went like a little bit lighter on it for a while, but then like right back to it. Right. But so, <laughs> I, but I always think like, you know, um, yeah, like there, so there are there, that's kind of why I think doing this, this show has been really fun and really cool for me at least is that, um, you know, like real people have stories like that. And they're trustworthy people, you know, and so you don't know, really. And there's really no answer, really good answer to a lot of those questions. So I think it's I think it's really. Yeah, I, I yeah, it is funny, though, that he went right back as I'm thinking. <laughs> now, like, he didn't really stop any of those things. I think the only difference was he put a little Virgin Mary like sticky thing on his car. Oh, <laughs> he, was like, I'm good. he was like, I'm good. I'll be fine. You know, it's OK. <laughs> That's enough for all the sinning, I guess. Um. So what like so with your paintings, right? So they all focus kind of on like like you said, like 1800s sort of pioneer peoples with these UFOs. Was there any specific like because uh, because they're kind of very the the theme is really put together. I wonder when you when you paint them, do you have in mind any particular storyline for them or is there just sort of. Yeah, I've have sort of a loose, um, like a loose story and each painting has its own story that goes along with it. Or I'm kind of learning the story as I'm, um, actually as I'm drawing in my sketchbook is when I came up with the ideas. Like when I'm painting, I'm just kind of working on the execution part sure. of the whole thing. So, but yeah, I mean, I have a loose, uh, loose story and I'm always kind of like learning the story as I go along. Um, part of the reason why I was like kind of attracted to doing the pioneer stuff is, um, you know, I do live in Oregon and like I had the Oregon trail stuff, you right. know, and it shoved down my throat as a kid. And I always didn't really appreciate it as much as I do now. It, it, I guess it is pretty hardcore to go cross country and, it's, yeah. you know, in a wagon with some of your homies. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that video game does not do it justice. Like, you know, yeah. just seeing you died of dysentery does not give you the sense of like, Oh my God, dysentery. <laughs> like that's horrible. Yeah. But I was like, well, maybe these pine pioneers, you know, could have encountered some of these aliens along the way. And, um, you know, maybe we didn't hear about it. So I'm like telling these stories because it all probably ended horribly. Um, also, um, I found out a few years ago that I'm a direct descendant of, and I'm sure there are many other people who are direct descendants of, uh, Joseph Smith of the Mormons. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Which is, okay. Which is really funny. I mean, he probably like, we're not sure whether or not I'm related to him or, or directly related to him or his brother, because I think they shared wives. They had so many offspring, wow. you know? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, Whoa, these people are crazy. So, um, <laughs> that's, you know, really just, interesting. you know, like he's a relative of mine. That is so bizarre. Yeah. So, you know, and like he saw this like celestial 
alien. Right. This alien being. kind of thing come down and say, check out our nuclear tablets. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So I was just like, oh, cool. That just kind of makes me want to paint aliens even more. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there's a little bit of that. And like each painting has its own story though, you know, and I don't, really have anything super concrete because I okay. think if I started having like really a, a concrete storyline, then it might like kind of affect my creative process in a way. Right. Yeah. No, I, so yeah. it might limit myself. And uh, I always just get excited to figure out what's going to happen next versus like, well, if I already had it all figured out, maybe it wouldn't work out so well. I've actually mm-hmm. tried to write like, um, well, I've actually written a, children's uh story i was thinking i would do something like that however when it comes time to like do the uh illustration for it it just doesn't quite work out for me because the juxtaposition between like weird elements just quite isn't there with like a linear story so with each um with each painting if i can come up with its own like personal weird bizarre narrative that just seems to work best for me right so really cool This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yeah, that's so interesting with with the Joseph Smith. Have you ever been to Salt Lake? I like the temple. No, I want to go super bad. It looks really pretty. Oh, man, it is. I went for a conference. Like a, a, they had the American Institute of Chemical Engineering conference there like two years ago. So I got to go. And uh, my aunt and uncle have lived out there for a while. They've lived there for probably at least 20 years now or something, right? And they're not Mormon at all. But they uh they like love it. And so, you know, they were like, well, come out, it'll be great, whatever if you come for this conference. And when I went, it's it's really amazing how um, how everything in that city is really, really tied to the church until uh-huh. nighttime uh-huh. comes around. Right? <laughs> and then, like, you go to bars and people are completely like, so we I actually ended up at a party for people who had just left the church. Right? <laughs> and so they called it an apostate party. And they were like, have, you know, have you just left? And I was like, no, I've never been. Like, yeah, come get, you know, half price drinks for everyone who's just left. It was it was amazing, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, and just like um, what I found really interesting, too, was their because, yeah, like you said, their their sort of like, I guess, worldview or their um, idea of like what happened is very in many ways, I mean, and, and that's kind of the argument of those ancient alien guys, too, that all of these things seem very alien-ish anyways, right? God comes down on, like, a chariot, and, you know, thunder and lightning and whatever, and people are being vaporized because they look the wrong way, and it's like, that sounds like a beam gun, you know? It's it's very Star Wars-y. Um, yeah, it's, that's, that's really interesting. My, so my wife's mom, my fiance's mom, I call her my wife because we might as well be common-law married, but we're not yeah, technically married. Same thing with me and my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so her mom grew up in um, in the town in New York where he found the tablets. Oh, cool. So every year they have like a big gathering where they do like the whole Angel Maroney ceremony thing. And, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, she's always like, we have to go. It'll be really great and whatever. And, you know, you should test the soil for radioactivity. Like, really? Right. I. Man, the number of times, so the number of times I've, I've joked about like, you know, I'm just going to go out there and like, I'm going to test this, right? Um, <laughs> we do, we did an episode on, on another podcast that were me and Marie, who's the other host of this, um, kind of help out on, they did an episode on what's called the Skinwalker Ranch. Awesome. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've heard of Skinwalkers, um, okay. but I would imagine somewhere in Arizona. Yes. So it's in, it's actually, this one is in the desert in Utah. Oh, okay. And, um, basically what it is, is it's a, uh, these people owned a ranch and they had kind of very similar to like, um, similar to kind of like the Whitley Stryber kind of situations, right. Where, um, 
it seemed like there were a lot of UFOs landing and stuff. And in, in, in regularly too, like this was a predictive or a predictable kind of phenomena and um, like orbs of orbs of light or fireballs or whatever were floating around and they would like telekinetically connect with people and be like, you know, get out of here. Right? <laughs> and, and like, and it ended up, it, it ended up in a really interesting way, which is this guy who owns a huge aerospace company bought the ranch and brought on a bunch of nuclear physicists from NASA to like test everything. And the the conclusion that they like the literal conclusion that they came to was basically the aliens are too smart for us. We can't get a camera to work. So like every time they'd go to take a video or something, the camera would shut off or a cord would be unplugged magically or they'd all lose time or whatever. It's like the most fascinating thing. And now the ranch is owned by this guy still it's completely cordoned off. Like you can't get there anymore. But, um, but yeah, I always, I, I always say to Marie that we're going to go out there on a road trip and just, you know, just take a little bit of soil, run back, see if there's any difference. You know, Hey, have you heard of the Oregon vortex? I have heard of the Oregon vortex. I've been to the Oregon vortex Yeah, and it has a, a similar sort of, um, uh, you know, as far as uh, photography goes, they have yeah. like a wall of um, crappy photos or photos <laughs> that have like um, a lot of like electrical interference yeah, or weird yeah, yeah. or you're just not able to like, um, you know, take a proper photo because it's because it's so weird. But um, I actually thought it was really weird when I went there, but I was super hungover too. <laughs> I was right, with my I was with my old band and we were, uh, we were like playing a show around there and we decided to stop. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, uh, I guess, I mean, the reason it's why it's the Oregon vortex is supposed to have a lot of like electrical, electrical magnetic yeah. sort of things happening with it. But, um, but it did feel a little bit weird. Um, it's a really great, uh, tourist sort of attraction. It was super fun, but, um, like one of the uh, people who were showing us around, like put a broom and they were able to like balance a broom upright in a specific mm. area. And I was like, Hmm, right. but I wasn't able to personally examine this broom. Pretty weird. And they would like take like little marbles and there was like this house that had been all like kind of yes. you know, jacked up a little bit. And uh, they would put down a marble and the marble would appear to sort of roll upwards right, versus right. downwards. And it, you know, I'm, I'm guessing it was like an optical illusion. Yes. I, I <laughs> thought I'm sort of skeptical, but I still loved every minute of it. It was really cool. And um, yeah, and I didn't really notice any like birds in the area. Like oh, that okay. was kind of weird. There were like no birds. I didn't hear any sounds, but I mean, it's a place that's surrounded by like wilderness. Right. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a fun place. I got a bumper sticker. Nice. Well, that's good. Hey, yeah. you got something. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I, I always, so I love there's, there's that one in, so there's a couple of vortexes supposedly. So for listeners who don't know what, really what we're talking about, the, these, what the vortex is supposed to be is basically like an area where, there's like a supposed confluence of like psychic energy, I guess. And so they say that there's, you know, um, like magnetic disturbances and problems with gravity and all these other things. And so um, in the Oregon vortex, famously, they have a house where uh, things seem to, you know, water flows from down to uphill. And yeah, like the broom standing upright and everything and the marbles. Um, yeah, it turns. So I actually saw a documentary on this where, the house is constructed in a way where like perspective is weird. So it's like a fun house. Oh, it's but, a very fun house. Yeah, it's a very fun house, but it's yeah. Like I, I love, I love, I love weird kind of stuff like that too. You know, we have, um, we have in Jersey. So I, I grew up in New York city and right in Jersey, there's that story, the Jer- the Jersey devil, right? Oh Yeah. And so they're supposedly like in the Pine Barrens, a cabin where the devil was born, right? Where the witch went to have the Jersey devil. And, um, you know, we've, I've, I've never been, but my uncle used to threaten us that if we were bad, he would take us. 
<laughs> you know, and me and my cousin were always oh. like, no, you know, because like, and they didn't live like the, the Pine Barrens are like two hours away from their house in Jersey. But still, he was like, you better be good. You know, like, we're going <laughs> to take you to the Pine Barrens. But uh, yeah, like stuff. I, 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 yeah, I absolutely love stuff like that, though. I really, I really should check that out sometime. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting with the birds that you say, though. I, because like, I wonder, I wonder sometimes, like, like I, I had a friend who whenever, like when we were kids, if he would sleep over the house, he could not sleep if the router was turned on because the buzzing, he could hear the buzzing. Right. Oh, um, yeah. And I've definitely had stuff like that where like I, I used to be able to tell we had when I was growing up like an old tube TV and I could tell when the TV was on from anywhere in the house because the oh, yeah. buzzing from it was so damn loud and my mom's ears were going and now she's practically deaf. So she doesn't hear anything, you know, it doesn't matter the buzzing. It doesn't matter. But, um, so I, I, you know, I wonder sometimes like, you know, animals here, maybe there is some kind of electrical disturbance that, that the birds can hear and we can't, or even that, you know, people argue like, um, you know, seeing ghosts or whatever is some psychic, not psychic even, but some physical, like the wavelength that you see is different than other people's or whatever. But that's getting into like very, <laughs> a lot of, one thing I've learned from doing this show is that there's a lot of people trying to use a lot of different types of badly understood science <laughs> to fit, to make sense of paranormal things. Oh, that's what I do with, when I'm making uh, paintings. I right. use a ill-informed right. knowledge of science, and then I use all that gobbledygook and then make right. up a story right. that doesn't make sense and then paint it. Right. Well, Hey, it comes out great. The paintings are <laughs> awesome. So keep doing it, man. No, please. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. So how, so where do you think, um, where do you think you want to go with this? Like, after, so once you're, I don't know if you'll ever be done painting aliens, but do you, have you ever thought of another paranormal thing to paint? Yeah, I would paint vampires for vampires, sure. Vampires, cool, really cool. That would be the next. That would be the next thing. Um, and uh, I'm really in love with New Orleans. Um, okay. I work with a gallery. That my the primary uh, gallery I work with is in New Orleans, and uh, my girlfriend really wants to move there. I love that city, and yeah. I've always loved vampires too. Um, and aliens and vampires, they're very similar. Yeah, they have Chupacabra. A lot in common. Yeah, a good one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's really cool. So, um, but yeah, I have a lot more material, though, for aliens. I mean, I haven't even gotten into the part when they start making human animal hybrids experimenting with our DNA. I'm excited. I mean, I have a ton more work to do, so it's going to be going on for a while. Great. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man, that's really exciting. Really cool. (laughs) Yeah, the alien. <laughs> I love I love that episode of Ancient Aliens where um, that's kind of for me like they've always kind of jumped the shark, but for me the episode where it like it just went off the off the rails was um, they're talking about uh, human alien hybrids and then someone goes, you know, or the, the announcer is like. There are some who even believe that Bigfoot might be one of these hybrids. And then it like cuts to a picture of Bigfoot's face and then it goes to commercial. And I was like, that's it. It's it's we've gone 100 percent wacko town now. This is great. And it's yeah, it's just been phenomenal since then. But yeah, (laughs) I like the episode on like uh, Satanism. I think that's pretty cool. Satan was like an alien and all the demons were aliens. And if that's true, then that must mean that on Mars inside the planet, there is a secret library full of hidden knowledge. (laughs) Right. Right. That's true. (laughs) The hidden golden library. Yeah. It's, it's one of those. I am. It's one of those, I guess the idea of it being the, Oh, the word like they, they call it the grand theory of the paranormal and it all comes together. Right. So it's like, OK, well, Bigfoot's an alien hybrid and aliens have been here and aliens are the reason that we have like the Bible and whatever. And it just, you know, becomes a whole big thing. Have you? So one one question. This is like one of the last questions here on this interview, which I've I've uh, if you want to come back on, I would love to have you, please. Uh, oh, this has been really time. cool. It's been fun. Yeah. Um. Have so one really interesting um thing that I always saw in Ancient Aliens that I always thought was silly until I actually went to the place myself was the Denver International Airport conspiracy and the and the murals and stuff in that in that airport. Have you ever been? 
Um, I've been to the Denver airport, but I've never seen the the mural. So there is this theory online that the Denver International Airport is a secret alien base. That, Whoa, that makes perfect. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, and the, and the, and one of the one of the linchpins of that argument is that there's a like a really. Um, I must. I think I got really lucky when I went that I even just walked past this mural because that airport's ginormous. Um, but there's a mural that kind of shows, like I guess it's supposed to show the effects of war on the modern world. Oh, and it's. So the, the painting like starts with like poor, you know, like like a, like children and stuff and people from like the third world starving and whatever. And then it gets to like military, like fascist military police with like AK-47s and whatever. And people think it, it shows it's not showing like war it's showing what their plan is, like what the New World Order's plan is. And I I always think it's really interesting that I, I guess I guess. um I don't know. I, I wish you had. I wish you'd seen this mural. I, I mean, wonder who painted it. Yes, I mean, that's the maybe thing. Like, we could, uh, you know, track. I'm sure that we could do some research, and then like, you could interview them. Yeah, that would actually be really what, sweet. Because like, and see if they've heard about this conspiracy and like what they think about it. You know. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. I think it's it's a actually that's a really good idea. I should see if I can get in touch with this person. It's just really. Yeah, I mean, they're, go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe they're still. Maybe they're still I, don't, I don't know how old the mural is, you know, but yeah, maybe they're still still alive and right, all that. I don't, I don't know if it's an old one, but right. Yeah. And if they're a, and if they're an alien, that's better. That's bonus points. It'll be good for yeah, the show. Definitely. It'll be good street credit <laughs> for us, I guess. Um, well, Mark, I had a great time talking to you. Um, hey, thanks, Chris. Thanks no for worries. Having. So where can people find your art? Um, they can online at, um, www.markrogersart.com. Okay. Really cool. And then, the yeah. Way- and at red truck gallery in new Orleans. Nice. Really great. Cool. All right. So I will have links to all of your websites and everything, uh, in the show notes for this episode and, uh, hope to talk to you soon. Cool. Thank cool. you so much. No worries. Thank you. All right. And that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, for all of the continued support, your support on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just all over the place. It's really been great. I am your host, Chris Cogswell, and I will be back next week with a roundtable and then an episode on global climate change, something that I spent the last four and a half, five years working on. So something that's really important to me. And then the next full episode after global climate change will be a topic that people have been raring for us to do for like since we started the show, basically, which is the topic of shadow people, which I highly suggest you go and listen to the Astonishing Legends episode on shadow people first to get a sense of kind of just how destructive this sort of this entity or maybe this belief in an entity can be to someone's well-being and destructive to someone's life. Thank you again for listening, and I will be back next week. This week's music comes from an artist that I actually found on Reddit, which was really exciting. I posted to a bunch of musical boards like, you know, we are the music makers and stuff, and just asked if anyone would be interested in being on a podcast, and he reached out. His name is Jeremy Volts. He's from Toronto, Canada. His music is a mix between kind of like blues and soul and rock, and I think a little bit of jazz, too. It's really, really great stuff. You can find his music on jeremyvoltz.com. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-V-O-L-T-Z.com on SoundCloud, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. This song is called Wrong With Me by Jeremy Voltz. If you're trying to say my way leaves you reeling, because well, it's me, I won't see the force.
So let me think a minute. Let me think a minute. Let me think a minute. Oh, whoa, whoa. Let me think a minute. Let me think a minute. Remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 